0: We are the ones
1: who live here. نحنا عايشين هون.
0: i I'm Roya Maliki We are proud to share with you these stories of life in Lebanon. This Ramadan, a group of angels in Beirut would meet at the end of the day to break our fast. We fasted all day to think about what we have in our lives and to be grateful for it. We fasted to become nearer to God and to learn to have more patience for those people who don't treat us well. And then, after the setting of the sun, we would dine together and feel nourished and blessed. Though this is a time of celebration, our thoughts sometimes turn inward and we reflect for a moment about the grace in our lives. تباور فchetلته لدموعة وخبارة نافت، هل يمكنني معanim لانه؟ ي gallطاقرو تقل مذأب
2: أخيف ش எனت عندكم بجند؟ مeluجر قديم
0: بجند يساعد؟ واج Я差不多 ستقوم بس جنوب ج fel ساتف في من NASA؟ ودى é للـي على تلك cocoت! に اقوم
2: بسم؟ اوسرють ونذي بالمسلentes! المنظر ف بل وإتم
0: السبوبST�을 Diego. بنفسه Pa من but
3: Mom, as I sit here with my Afan friends who have gathered to break iftar together, my mind goes back to you. I think about our iftar at home when we would spread out our colorful sofra and sit upon it to enjoy tea, dates, and the bolani you cooked. Here, mom, no one tells me what to eat or drink and what not to do after I break my iftar. So, every day I miss you telling me not to drink cold water or juice right after I break my fast so I don't get sick. I never thought I would one day live 1,000 miles away from you. I thought of continuing my higher education, but I never thought I would be away from you. I thought we would be together forever and life would remain comfortable with you close by my side. Now I'm studying in Beirut and only God knows how much I need your presence with me. Life here is often difficult, people are worn down by the broken economy, by political and religious strife and by corruption. I try to focus on my coursework, but every day I read terrible news coming from Afghanistan. And it's hard for me sometimes to study when I think about all the pain back home. I wonder sometimes where in the world I should go to be happy and safe. But if you were here with me, I think everything would be good. If you were here, we would walk on the campus or along the Mediterranean Sea every morning. We might also go to Temarbuta for our lunch and Cafe Yunis for a good smoothie in the afternoon. We might cook, eat, talk, and laugh together. During my exams, I wouldn't have to worry about my dinner or lunch, as you would be always there to feed me well with my favorite dishes. We might have a perfect life together. I know being away from you is not only hard on me, but even more on you. My sisters have told me that while I am here, you constantly fast and pray for me. I know that you think about me all the time and your heart is always reaching out to me. With you, life is beautiful and everything is enjoyable. You, Abhijan, are the core of happiness for me and all my siblings. I remember the hard times we had in Afghanistan. Dad was away and you took care of not only me and your nine other children, but you also planted and harvested on dry lands so that we could survive. After we left the wars in Afghanistan and migrated to another country, With our failed financial conditions and our lost hopes of a good life, you made things possible out of impossibilities. You sent me and my siblings to school. You never sent any of us to work, but only to study and have a bright future. You yourself never attended school, but you would not let me or any of my siblings be absent from school even for one day. All of us were packed into our small and modest house, and you always brought in fresh flowers. You attracted our minds to beauty and nature instead of thinking about our problems. We were refugees far from anyone we knew, We had no friends to play with. We did not know who we could trust. Everything seemed strange and everywhere we turned, we felt culture shock. We were very poor and did not know how we would survive. But you made sure that our lives were full of joy. You never left anything less or missed. You prepared beautiful new dresses for us every Eid and rose. I don't know how you did it, but you did. I'm so endlessly proud of you. I hope I graduate soon and have you and dad at my graduation party. I will ask them to announce both of your names when they call me on the stage. Because this is for you as well and I only want to make you proud. Imagining that day, I see your smiles and I hear your hands clapping so hard for me from the crowd. How can one woman clap so loud? But you always have for me and my siblings. I want to come home and see you however It has been more than 5 months that I have been waiting for my visa to travel. Every time I call the Pakistani embassy where you are residing now, they say for Afghan nationality we don't know how many days or months it will take to issue the visa. Anyway, I know that when I come home you will be waiting at the end of the street for me waiting for an hour or more, looking for the sort of car I told you I would arrive in. And as soon as you see such a car, your face will fill with hope. And when I step out of it, you will rush to me and we will hug as tightly as we can. We will drink our tea and have our conversations in person without worrying about the internet cutting out again and again. I will take your hands in mine and I will look closely into your clear blue eyes that are full of love and have been waiting for me for so long. Till that time, I want God to be with you and make you smile every moment of every day. I'm
2: going i I'm
0: going I'm I'm
1: <laughs>
2: when I was child, my grandma used to braid my hair and tell me wonderful stories full of life lessons that were hard to grasp fully at that time. I loved her stories a lot, because in them, a girl was always the key character who saved everyone like the story of Malalai of Maiwand in the Second Afghan Anglo War. The peak of the story is that when the Afghan army was losing morale, despite their superior numbers, Malalai took the Afghan flag and shouted, Young love, if you don't fall in the battle of Maiwand, by God, someone is saving you as a symbol of shame. This inspired the Afghan fighters to redouble their efforts, and result was the victory of Afghans. Those stories warmed my heart and nurtured the seeds of bravery, curiosity, and adventure in me. Maybe that's why I always seem to make strange decisions and go off the direction of what society would expect me to do. Like when I learned how to ride a motorcycle, which no girls ever did in the conservative city where I lived. My life has always been unstable and unsettled, because I was born in Iran, a country where I had the label of refugee. As refugees, we were deprived of so many things. And one thing that really bothered me was that whenever Afghans wanted to buy something, it had to be under the name of an Iranian person so we were never secure in our possessions. We couldn't own our own house or car because it could be taken from us legally at any time. We were promised that if we returned to Afghanistan, we could have our own house and build our lives again. So we came back, in hope of having a better life, where we could really live in peace and be free from racism and discrimination. We got some property and built our house, but a house is supposed to give us peace of mind and security for it to be a proper home. And because of the situation in Afghanistan, our house proved to not be our home. Every day there was something wrong going on somewhere. If not in my city, then in another. And if not there this time, then somewhere else. With the rise of the Taliban, there were constant explosions, shootings, helicopters flying overhead, and the fear of being killed or terrorized were always in my mind. And under Taliban rule, women are deprived of their basic human rights. The thought of that made me feel like I was suffocating, like I was paralyzed and that my soul had been taken from me. But there were things that could help me survive. My family and my flickers of optimism that tomorrow there would be peace. But that tomorrow remained an illusion for me. I finished my higher education with the hope to become a doctor, work for doctors without borders, and contribute to the betterment of Afghanistan. When the war intensified, I felt that there must be other ways that I could serve my war-torn country. Improvement is not only gained through medicine and becoming a doctor, but we also need doctors of politics, economics, art, Literature, media, and education to build up the country from every angle. I got admission to two schools at the same time. I could study medicine at Herat Medical University in western Afghanistan, or I could study politics at American University of Beirut. It was hard to choose which path to take. For the love of my country, I left it to become a better and a stronger person and I chose AUB and came to Lebanon. I knew almost nothing about Lebanon when I made that choice. The only thing that was important to me was the university and the opportunities I saw there. When I came to Lebanon, it struck me that people here don't have that much information about Afghanistan. Thanks to the media for always depicting the war, conflict, and dark side of my country. For most people here, it was their first time seeing an Afghan in their lives. That's why, whenever they met me, they would think that I might be Chinese, Korean, Japanese, Filipino, or Indonesian. I could see how enthusiastic they are as they ask me in Arabic, which is are you Chinese uh, from Japan, there is a lot of diversity in ethnicity in Afghanistan. And since I belong to a distinct ethnic group, the Hazara people, whose facial features match those of East Asian countries, no one would even think that I'm from Afghanistan. So by the time I answered I'm Afghan, all of that excitement would vanish in the blink of an eye, as if I just told them that I'm a terrorist. I had so many encounters worse than this, in which even some educated people told me that you came here to do terroristic attacks, and they labeled their sayings as a funny joke, which is not at all. I have sacrificed so many things and fled terrorism to come here and try to live a peaceful life. And hearing this cruel remark so many times has been heartbreaking for me. Three years have passed, and aside from the discrimination I have encountered, I am really grateful for everything that made me more mature and wiser. I truly enjoy the freedom that I have here, and that I could not have in Afghanistan. I've traveled through almost every part of Lebanon to experience its beauty. This is something I never could have done in Afghanistan, because it wasn't safe. I have formed a community of people who truly embrace me for who I am and have accompanied me throughout the hardships. Though I'm 4,000 kilometers away from the geography where my heart still lives, my soul feels comfortable and secure here. It's good that I have my Afghan friends here in Lebanon, who are really supportive. As we have gatherings during Ramadan to break our fast and other events like celebrating our Eats, it's really heartwarming and meaningful for me. So, if home is where I feel safe and I can be myself, where I, as a woman, can be and do what I want, then Lebanon is now my home. <laughs>
0: There once was a girl who had an accident on her bicycle when she was 16 years old. She survived, but she wasn't able to walk for months. She hid herself from the word, and she suffered from so much bleeding every day that she couldn't bathe herself. Her mother and her sister did everything they could to care for her and she needed as much care as a paralyzed person would. Despite this, the girl felt that her only friends were the dark sky and the moon, who watched over her while she cried. After months of this, she recovered and she walked back in the world with all of her stitches on her body like a physical memory of what she had been through. She knew that people would judge her for all her stages, but still she was confident and she never gave up on who she was. She worked hard and her family encouraged her and never held her back. While she was in school, she worked part-time as an English instructor and after three years of struggling with being a woman working among older men in a patriarchal society. She got a position of senior instructor at the International School of Afghanistan. This was a position that usually required a master's degree, but she was just 18 years old and had no master's. After a year, she set her dreams higher, and she applied for a scholarship at the American University of Beirut. She knew that her family wouldn't let her to go to Lebanon alone, so she went through each step of the application process in secret, without their knowledge. When she was selected for this scholarship, she tried to convince her family every day for a year. Finally, they agreed to let her go for her dream, so she could return to her country as a proud Afghan girl with a prestigious degree from AUB in hand, so she can help her community. The girl was able to come to Lebanon, but soon after that the Taliban seized power. Life in Afghanistan now has no clear feature. Afghan girls are forbidden from sitting past the fourth class, shattering their dreams. The girl and this story cannot return to Afghanistan under the Taliban. Yet she refused to accept that this is the way it must be and she held hope for the future back home. That girl, of course, was me. (laughs) And my life feels different to me now. And just now, as I said with the friends I have made in my new country, I suddenly remember one day when I was walking with my sister to the Institute of English Language. It was so hot that the shoes my mother had bought for me broke down piece by piece, with each step I took, and after long, I was barefoot. My sister looked at my feet with despair and said, it's alright, but we still need to go to class. My family could barely cover the institute fees for my education, and I could not let them down by failing the exam. My sister never wanted me you feel insecure and she said to me one day you will laugh at this and now I laugh at the memory with teary eyes yes I did it now I'm the woman who knows her fears and although I once was that girl who filled it inside and was filled with the darkness who faced that darkness inside and the stitches across her body as her enemies that girl lost my things, but now, as a woman, I am filled with riches. I carry my loved ones in my heart, those who gave me life when I felt dead, and made me love when I wanted to cry. Back then, my life was no more than a chess game, it was black and white, and had no language, but no matter how dead inside a person can be, I see. As I celebrate the iftar with my friends that love will be the answer to the darkness my life now has meaning I give my heart to love and this is how I function better for myself and for my family and as a human being this is a story of an afghan girl and that is my story The stories you heard from our iftar were from Nasrina Azizi, from Fatima Rizai, and from me, Roya Maliki. Kabul Basha, Roza
1: This podcast was produced by Ben, Murad and Farah Khatib. We Are the Ones Who Live Here is a production of Fantuma Theater and New Room Studios. Our editorial team is Rola Subah. Roya Maliki, Fatima Razzai, Dunya Fakih, Nasreen Azizi, Cole McCann, Phillips, and Leticia Harp. Our sound producer is Wilson Vidin. Our music was made by Rafi Ghali, aka Tsatsa. This podcast was made by a large community of incredible people, including Jonathan Walters, Andrea Storowitz, Hermila Yifter, Julie Murad, Nour Al-Halabi, Maya Adra, Rana Baghdadi, Sahar Assaf, Robert Myers, Rami Khouri, and the spirit of Anthony Shadid. We want to hear your stories of life in Lebanon. Reach out to us on Instagram or on Twitter at WeLebanonPod. Pod. You can also email us at welebanonpod at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. Yay! <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get.